0: Up. hello this is radman cubana coming back at you with another episode of the unladylike lounge podcast and today i am joined by melody melody how are you doing today
1: i'm doing fantastic thank you it's a beautiful sunny day in
0: la yes and for once a beautiful sunny day here in wisconsin too i am so stoked thank you for sending the sunshine our way um now why don't you take a minute to brag about yourself let us know kind of what it is we'll be talking about today and um and how you kind of fit into that topic
1: yeah of course so uh, I am now an Emmy award-winning uh director cinematographer woohoo uh it, <laughs> it took a uh, many years to get to where I am now and I'm I'm thrilled that Uh, It's finally happened. Uh, I'm a documentary filmmaker, and I've been making films since I was 15 years old. I make documentaries about topics that I'm really passionate about and I really care about, one of which uh, is about child sex trafficking. You know, when I was in high school, uh, I found out that kids were being trafficked. And I just had this burning fire inside of me that I needed to do something. And so I went to the nearest local nonprofit, Missy, in Oakland, where I'm from, and I started volunteering. Uh, And I thought I was going to be helping kids from other countries, but I found out that kids in my own community were being trafficked, even in my own high school, so I couldn't meet any of them. Uh, because of that uh, which really just hit home like how close something so horrific could be happening to the person sitting next to you at your desk or at your Mm -hmm. child's school Um, and that kind of led me on this advocacy journey volunteering for many years for Missy and then when I moved to LA LA stopped the traffic coalition to abolish slavery um, saving innocence and worked with many other nonprofits here and which then led to this feature documentary that I worked on, um, California's Forgotten Children.
0: Wow, that is incredible. I first and foremost want to thank you so much for all that you do. I too was in high school when I learned of human trafficking in general. I actually grew up in Minnesota where we have Mall of America, which is a huge, huge crossing grounds for human trafficking. And the the child sex trafficking is is obviously not nearly as big of a as a issue as it is in California but it is a huge problem that i was unaware of in in my home state so i just want to sincerely thank you from the bottom of my heart for the work that you do to bring attention to this to this subject let's jump right into it california is the number one state for human trafficking with 9 in 10 of those cases being sex trafficking those statistics are pretty alarming. What exactly inspired you to focus in on the children of California?
1: Well, uh, I just love children in general. Like I, I'm kind of like this motherly big figure uh, sister yeah. when it comes to being around kids, and I just love their innocence and playfulness and just hearing something so horrible could happen to a child and like an adult would harm a child in any way just infuriates me. And um, it's, it's just like when you're really passionate about something and you have a calling, it just calls to you, you know, from the inside. And, and that's why I focused on on children and when i was volunteering for missy you know there are lots of other child trafficking documentaries out there and i asked them you know what do you guys need as an organization and as advocates that would help you know amplify your voices and they said there wasn't really a film focusing on you know california and the hot spots here um and and so that's how i kind of started focusing on california but a lot of the children that are either being trafficked in California through California are from different states or get trafficked to different states. So I want to I focused on one state, but I want to amplify it that it's happening everywhere in every state, in every country. And um, there are like rings of trafficking where they move children around across the country, um, which is horrifying. And like you said, in, in all of America. Imagine mall, there's a mall and there are predators looking for young girls and young boys to then traffic them either um, like through coercion, um, buying them stuff um, or uh, through uh, tricking them into modeling or yeah. kidnapping or maybe they pretend to be a boyfriend figure. And, you know, when you're a kid, you go to the mall, you're like, Oh, he's a cute guy. You know, you don't think it's harmless. Um, but, you know, it could turn into something quite horrible. And in the documentary, um, we talk about the different ways that kids can be trafficked and also survivors who live through stories similar to the different ways that uh, kids can be trafficked. Tell, talk about how it happened to them and how they got out and how to prevent it so I wanted to make sure that you know people understood the different ways that you get trafficked and how to avoid it and also that there's hope if someone is um being trafficked there's a way to get out and there are organizations and people out there that are fighting for you every second of the day so that you can have a safe and happy and healthy life um yeah for sure for sure
0: um Now, you did mention, like, there's, there's other, my audience can't see me, of course, but I'm doing the air quotes here. Um, There's other reasons for, you know, child trafficking, things of that nature. What are those other reasons that children might be trafficked?
1: Oh, uh, other than sex trafficking, there's labor trafficking. Um, That, that would be the other ways children can be trafficked and also through child marriage. Um, that's still happening here in America.
0: Really? Okay. That is actually something that I was not fully aware of. I guess, you know, with mainstream media, it, it's almost, you know, such controversial topics. They don't seem to come to light as, as often as they really need to be. So this is, I I apologize. I just needed to take a quick breath. Like this is so overwhelming, just this, as you stated in the beginning, you know, this is so overwhelming that these kinds of things are happening to our nation's children. You you know it happens. You know that, you know, we hear about it happening in other countries, but to think that it happens here in America, that is just, that's so horrifying. These these kinds of things don't, you just don't think of that kind of thing happening here at home. Um, can your everyday citizen, just, you know, myself or my neighbors, Joe Schmo? Can your everyday citizen prevent trafficking? And if so, how?
1: Of course. Well, everybody has their own unique skills that they can use to make a difference. And um, even if you're like a yoga teacher or an art teacher or, you know, you have a certain skill set, you can volunteer at a local nonprofit um, and, you know, like you as a podcaster, you are sharing, you know, the film story, but you can also volunteer at the nonprofit and teach the children how to become podcasters, you know, sure. teach them different skills so that they can follow their dreams, um, you know, become a mentor, um, because many of these kids sadly don't have um, a par- parental figure that is healthy or that is there for them. Um, and so being kind of that role model, being a mentor, uh, will kind of be the, the world for them. And, you know, not just one time, You know, it, it, it depends on your commitment level, but, you know, be there for them for a couple years, you know, check in with them, uh, help out with college applications, help them uh, get back into high school, maybe they were trafficked, and they couldn't go to school, and they got to take certain classes. And, you know, you can help them through that, paths There there are ways you could get involved. Just like go to your local nonprofit and say, hey, how can I help? What what can I do for you guys? Um absolutely. Yeah. absolutely.
0: Now vice president Kamala Harris hosted Senate screening for California's forgotten children. How has that impacted the visibility of this constantly growing problem in not only California, but our nation as a whole?
1: Wow that was like an incredible moment when they said that they would host the screening at the state senate and um, one of the survivor leaders from the film T. Ortiz Walker Pettigrew she's Time Magazine's 100 most influential uh, people and also and she's in the movie and then also Christopher Sean Watson, who uh is was with Bay Area Women Against Rape. And he was a, a crisis worker who'd be there on the scene when a victim is picked up by a police. He'd be there to help guide them through um getting the right services that they needed. Uh and and so we were able to speak in front of anybody. All employees were invited to come. And I I we think it it definitely like Sparked conversations among them to uh, bring more funding into different services to um, help uh, victims, and also more funding into investigations on how to recover um, victims of commercial sexual exploitation. So we, I think, we had an impact. I know there there are a lot of other people who are there every day advocating in the Senate. Um, and knocking on doors and you know they're really um the ones who are are working to move it forward and you know our our film was like just a a small help in (laughs) getting a lot of the stuff done it was it was definitely it was definitely a help in in pushing forward
0: that that momentum in, in getting help and in, in victim resources. And that's that's incredible. I mean, how many people can say that they had the vice president you know, host a Senate screening for their for their work? That is that is incredible. Where else has it been featured?
1: Oh, wow. so we got into over twenty film festivals. Um it won best documentary at the Soho International Film Festival in New York and at the Los Angeles Women's International Film Festival, Riverside International Film Festival. And uh, it also screened in Nepal, um, oh, which was goodness. really in at the Nepal International Film Festival, which was really interesting. like when I started this, journey and advocacy i had watched a documentary about children in nepal being trafficked and it really made me very passionate about wanting to help so many years later having my movie go screen in nepal and um you know raising awareness with advocates over there was just kind of full circle um nice. it also we've uh, Hosted many screenings with uh, nonprofits across the country, universities, libraries, um, police departments uh, have used our film for trainings. Um, the probation departments use our film for training. Um, their probation officers, also, like the Social Security Department, <laughs> uh, screened our movie multiple times. Facebook headquarters um did a screening of our film for their cybersecurity team and anyone else in the Facebook headquarters who wanted to come see it because they deal with this every day, um, you know, catching predators. And uh they worked with uh four of the survivors from our movie. Uh came and spoke with them and then one of them they they rehired to consult with them afterwards. So that was huge. Um, and then right now we're focusing on impact in high schools. Um, and I've been working with uh, Gamila Mohamed, um, who was formerly in Valley Crisis Center. Now she's with the Red Cross's um, di- uh, um, disaster responder. And um, we were, we've been doing screenings in high schools where we split the movie up in three days and um, We have a trauma-informed curriculum designed by Rachel Thomas, who is a survivor leader herself and uh, shared her story in the documentary, but she's also a UCLA MFA graduate in uh, education uh, and, oh, sorry, master's, not master's, master's in education graduate, and uh, with that curriculum, we've been able to identify um, victims in the class have come out and, uh, asked for help from the crisis center. Um, and they were able to get the services they needed. Uh, they also work closely with the police department, uh, and the police department uses it for their trainings. And, um, it really just watching the documentary, it either helps victims realize that they're being victimized and get help, um, or it ignites, like, action in students to want to do something about it in girls and especially boys a lot of the boys they are desensitized by um commercial sexual exploitation and like prostitution in general and after watching the documentary they see them as real people and they feel like they want to change the language and are good like in the movie we talk about you know music and how that influences us. And, you know, it's a cool beat, but have you listened to what they're talking about people and the exploitation of people? And, you know, it, it just really opens uh, their eyes. So that's what I'm pushing for right now is it in schools and to hopefully help more um, people. For sure.
0: And and opening that door for communication amongst, you know, even if people aren't reaching out to you know and uh, trusted at all even if they were reaching out to a friend who you know could reach out for help just being able to open that door of communication is so huge and so needed I, that's that's wonderful and, and just wow, I'm just astounded right now um, award-winning let's talk about it brag about it what awards has have have you won with California's Forgotten Children, and how have those wins increased awareness?
1: Oh wow! Um, well i've I've won many, so it, it's been not it's been in over twenty festivals, and it's won like five of those as like best documentary or in that realm. But even being nominated is like you're getting an award for that, and just being in, like that just really helps amplify the movie and it gains recognition uh, being able to be in, in film festivals and um, some film festivals like the Riverside International Film Festival they made it like a movement they got the biggest theater in Riverside and they loaded buses of high school students multiple buses of high school stu- School students to come see the movie. They brought together all the nonprofits in the area and had them set up booths, like right in front of the theater. And then they had them each speak. And they also brought in the police department and just, and they even had me do like a filmmaking workshop with their film students. (laughs) And like they just did this huge event that was all around the movie and child trafficking. Uh, awareness, which was just incredibly amazing. And it shows like the power of film festival can have in a community and the change they could make. And, you know, just by showing a movie, you know, you're bringing everyone together to make a difference and you're sparking new flames in everybody's hearts to want to do something. So that's why I encourage people to host the screening of our movie, you know, do that in yes. your community, have this be the spark. You know, yes, yes, be the spark.
0: Now, United Nations will be featuring the film at World Against Trafficking in Persons on July 30th. What does that mean for the fight against child exploitation?
1: Oh my god, uh, it, it's gonna be huge. Like, um, we've been planning this for months, and we have like an amazing uh panel of uh, United nation usa members uh from the women's and human rights department who are going to speak but all the people who are in the united nations you know they're there for advocacy and so and they might follow be advocating for different topics but they have a lot of power and so i'm hoping that through this screening with them huge things can happen um and also I, i didn't It just happened yesterday, but the film is now going to be available with New Day Films, which is a documentary filmmaker co op, but they have a huge presence in like high schools and universities um, where people would be able to get the film and put it in. So this year is like when we're going to make, I mean, we've already been like doing great impact over the years, but this year we're really reaching out and showing like the power of you know uniting yes. together to make a difference you know yes. really becoming a movement
0: <laughs> congratulations you and this all started with one voice one voice that dared to ask what can I do and here you are leaving this huge footprint on not just California, not just America, but the entire world. This documentary is going to change generations. And I like, I have goosebumps. Again, my audience can't see me, but I have goosebumps. This is incredible. This is how it, this isn't just a movement now. This is a movement that is going to change the world for our children and generations to come. And you started this just by asking, How can I make a difference? And if this just makes one other person say hey how can i make a difference think of all the changes that can come with that think of, this is this is incredible this is mind blowing melody you you did this <laughs> this is unbelievable i mean congratulations for all of all of your successes thank you so much for making this documentary and and just being brave enough to to take this on i uh, I'm just still in complete awe of you and and your team. What kind of advice would you leave with our audience members when it comes to sex trafficking, warning signs, anything of that nature?
1: Of course. So um, warning signs. So if you see a person being trafficked, um, I would recommend calling 911. And don't say that there's a prostitute. Say that there is a child who is being raped, you know? Okay. Um Because sometimes some police departments are trauma-informed, some aren't. They might not, like, take it as seriously. So say, that, you know, say what's happening. There's a child being raped in this man's car. She's being picked up, this and that. She looks like she's 13 years old. This is what she's wearing. And then when you report that, get the um case number then you call the national human trafficking hotline 888 37 um three uh, sorry 888-37-37-888. and uh you call them and you tell them the same thing and you give them that police case number and they will then follow up with the police to make sure that they go uh and check it out and they'll also follow up with all the organizations in the area to go with the police and and meet that um the victim there i don't recommend like you going up um to the victim without like um without being with an organization or with the police department because the trafficker could be around the corner and could also um then kidnap you and traffic you um so i would be aware of that, you know, still call the police and call the National Human Trafficking Hotline if you see signs. Um, if you go to our website, we have many resources. I mean, there's the our film with our curriculum, but we also empower and um, share other organizations' resources and uh, curriculums that you guys could use, and also a, a main directory where you could click on it and then Look at what state you're in, what town you're in and find all the organizations there you could volunteer for. So that's that's what I would leave with you guys.
0: Wonderful. And Melody, where can my audience keep up with you, your work and and your journey?
1: Uh, of course. So you can go to California's Forgotten Children uh, dot com to see how you could watch the movie and get involved. It's available on like Amazon and iTunes and um, Google TV. It's also on PBS and um, you can host screenings through Kinema. Um, you can host a, a free screening or um a screening to raise funds for your organization through Kinema, they help you set up the events and they have um guidebooks and stuff like that. So you don't feel like you're alone. <laughs> There's a step-by-step guide. Um, and then uh to follow my work uh, and my other movies, uh you can check out my website, mcmfilmmaker.com, uh, or add me on LinkedIn and we can collaborate <laughs> or talk about stuff. No. Awesome.
0: Awesome. That is wonderful. Well, Melody, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. I am still just like jaw on floor. Um, It has been an absolute pleasure chatting with you today. And to my audience members, my ladies, my unladies, my gentlemen alike, as you know, I love y'all fiercely.